thank you for taking the time to listen to this life-changing message from the ministry of Faith Bible Chapel. We hope this message will encourage you in all parts of your life. At the end of this message, you will hear more information on how to contact our church family, as well as directions for you to visit us for any of our worship services. Until then, join us for the service in progress. Well, guys, listen, we've just celebrated Easter, and, uh, which is the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we thought it would be awesome for us to come out of this, that Resurrection Sunday, and actually do a series that we're calling Up From The Grave. The fact is, everyone say, the fact is, Jesus lived, he died, he rose again, and he's alive today, never to die again. And so if that's the case, what does that mean to us? What, if that's the case, what does it mean? And for us as, a, as, a, as followers of Jesus, everything rises and falls on this resurrection. If he didn't, listen, if someone came and said, actually, just so you know, we found Jesus' body, we found his bones, we found his DNA, just so, sorry, there would be no Christianity. But do you know that people have been dead set to prove the resurrection never happened? And guess what? Those, many of them who were dead set on proving it didn't happen, ended up giving their lives to Jesus because they realized, my gosh, this man who was totally God, conquered death, hell in the grave, isn't alive, I'm going to follow him. And this is a big deal about resurrection. We need to understand it's a big deal. Everything rises and falls on the resurrection of Jesus. It's the anchor of our faith. And so as we're calling this up from the grave, it's about us living in the resurrection power. Not living to the resurrection, trying to get to the resurrection, but living from the resurrection power, the resurrection that's already happened, and what does that look like in our lives. And we believe that that resurrection can be a part of your life every single day of your life. So for the next three Sundays, today is an intro into the series, and I'm going to give you one key as we get into this message, but for the next three Sundays, our desire is to help you apply this power of Jesus, of his resurrection in areas of your life that are, listen to me, that are dying or dead. We want you to apply the resurrection power of Jesus in the areas of your life that are either dying or dead. And we, we're going to give you scriptures, our desires to give you tools and steps and keys. And we're going to be looking at different types of deaths that all of us can walk through. The death of a dream, the death of a relationship, the death of, a, of emotions, different deaths that we all experience. And our desire is to show you that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ can unlock your death experiences and give you life again. Amen. All right, as we're talking about death, I'm going to tell you guys a quick funeral joke. Are you okay with that? There was these three guys, and they were, they were at a, a funeral, and they were looking over a casket. As they stood there, it was a, it was a sobering moment, as, as funerals are, and they looked over, and, and one of them asked a the question. They said, man, what do you want people to say at your funeral? And the first guy said, you know what? I want them to say I, I, I was a family man, that I love my wife, and I love my kids, and I took care of my family. And the other guy said, you know what, I, I want people to say I'm, I made a difference. That I lived out my purpose on this earth, I left my mark on this earth, and I made a difference. And the third guy was kind of quiet and said, hey, what about you? What, what would you want people to say at your funeral? And he said, that's easy. I want them to look down at my casket, and I want them to say, hey, look, he's moving. 
That's funny. <laughs> All right, we're going to begin this, today's message. We're going to be looking at one of the accounts of Jesus' resurrection. We're going to be in Luke chapter 24. And uh, Jesus had just had his funeral. They had just put Jesus in the tomb. They had wrapped him in his burial clothes. And women were on their way to put spices and oil on his body to take care of his body. And we come to this account, Luke chapter 24. This is one of the accounts of the resurrection, verses starting in verse 1, reading through verse 8. It says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? In other words, a tomb is where the dead, dead people are. There is Because Jesus who was here is alive, therefore you're not going to find him where dead people are. He is not here. He has risen. Can we say that together? He has risen. And then they go on to say, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? He said this, that the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of the sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. These three words, he has risen, changed everything. They changed everything forever. Can you say, say everything for forever? Now, I tell my kids a lot. I say, listen, listen, don't use words that are all-encompassing, exaggerate situations like always and every time and never and everything. But in this case, you can use as many all-encompassing words as you want, and we will still fail to express the impact that has come from these three words. He is risen. Again, it changed everything forever. For the whole world, these are the three most important words that have ever been spoken. These words, my friends, you and I who follow Jesus and those of you who don't follow Jesus, these words give us confidence. They can give us joy. They give us hope. These words communicate a trust that if we will let it, it will transform your life. It will transform your home. It will transform your workplace. It will transform your relationships, your friendships. It will, trans- it will transform the way you feel, how you see the world, how you see God, and how you see yourself. These three words, he is risen. They are a big deal. And it's just not a moment that we celebrate some Easter service. And yes, he's alive and he's well today. But it must mean something more than just resurrection of Jesus. It must mean something where when it hits your life, when it comes in your your soul and explodes and pushes your ribs sideways, that something happens in you. Something changes in you. And so we are living our life from that resurrection, not always trying to get back to it, but we're living from it in every area of our life. The reality that Jesus Christ rose from the dead gives us hope in our lives all the time, gives us hope after we leave this earth, even when it comes to death. But this this whole idea of death, for us on this earth, it's it's the ultimate, it's over. 
It's the ultimate, it's over on this earth. And yes, I know we're going to see our loved ones in heaven. For those of you who are followers of Jesus, you're going to see your loved ones in heaven. It's going to be great. But on this earth, once you die, it's over. It's the ultimate over. So what does this resurrection of Jesus mean? Well, it means this. The resurrection of Jesus is about him, Jesus, conquering the ultimate, it's over. On every area of our life. When Jesus died on the cross, maybe you can help me with this. We, I, I like a little participation every once in a while, as you can tell. So when I, see if you can catch on. I won't explain. When Jesus died on the cross, it seemed over, but it wasn't over. Say, it wasn't over. Okay, so there's your key. When they put him in the tomb, it seemed over, but when everyone else said, it's over, See, this is awesome. It wasn't over. And Jesus is alive, and he's well today, and he's changing lives all over the world, and he still wants to change lives. He just doesn't want to change your life in a, in a moment of salvation, which is awesome. He wants to continue to change your life and breathe his resurrection power on you and in you every single day of your life. Revelation 1 Verses 18, this is Jesus speaking here. I love this. He says, I am he who lives. I was dead, but not no more. And, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And he loves his word so much, he gives himself his own amen. I, I'm alive. I was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I hold the keys of Hades and of death, which is hell and death. And most of the time, resurrection is tied to our salvation, and rightfully so. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, he said this. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, which he was meaning, your faith is futile. And you are still in your sins. In other words, he has been raised from the dead. But what does it mean? For the resurrection power to look like moving and working in your everyday life. What does it look like? What does it look like for Romans 8, 11 to be the reality of every day of your life? That the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Now, I don't know if I believe that, Jason. I, I it lived in Jesus, but it lives in me. I, I want you to try to wrap your head around when, this happened at first service. When I read this, it was like, yeah, it lives in Jesus. lives in you. lives in me. I, I don't think so. Because we like to attribute this resurrection something that happened then, something that happened in Jesus. I mean, he's, he's God. God raised him from the dead. He's the son of God. That same power, that's like, that, that's the culmination of, of, of the universe. And boom, that power happened. And that lives, according to Paul, lives inside of you. I wish, I wish the Holy Spirit could just like open our minds and our hearts to really receive that. But this is the journey we're going to go on through this series. We're going to see this resurrection power begin to move and speak and live in our lives in a fresh new way. So what this means is that the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead can and will confront every dead 
or death situation in your life. It wasn't just about a physical death and a physical resurrection. It is God wanting to make every dead experience of your life come back to life and resurrect it. He conquered the ultimate over. So when you think it's ultimately over in some areas of your life, he says, I don't think so. Because I conquered it. Every single one of us, my friends, have experienced some sort of death. Experienced a, a, a death of some sorts in our lives. And we know that you could actually be at a funeral and there are more people experiencing death in the room than who's in the casket. All of us, the this, this, this stench of death tries to make its way in all of our lives. God promises you something or you, you begin to walk down a road a certain direction and all of a sudden you find that it is dead. Now there are things that God brings to an end. There are things that God brings to a necessary ending. But there are some things that have died and God didn't want them to die. As a, as a pastor and, and our pastoral team, we get the incredible honor of helping people in situations that seem hopeless. They seem dead. People on the edge. Whether people in their marriage or people who are suicidal, people who are financially dead or dying or feel death creeping up their, 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 back, their back door. Emotionally dead, dreams that have died, relationships that are dying, spiritual lives that used to be flourishing and now they are darkened by, by, by this, this calloused heart and there's death because of co compromise people have made in their life. And they say things like this. They will say, it's over. Or they will say or feel like George who was baptized this morning and said, I was dying I had nowhere to go. I was on death's door. Or maybe people come to the point where they think, I wish I could die. So what does the resurrection power of Jesus look like in all of these situations and the situations that you're facing as well? And I want to ask you a question. I just want you to think about it for a moment. Again, this is kind of the, the setup to these messages. But is there anything in your life anything at all that you feel like is dying or dead? Is there anything in your life that you feel like is dying or dead? It might be your purity. You, you, you guarded your purity for a long time, and now you feel like it's dead. You, you, you've lost it. Might be a relationship. Might be your emotions. You, you know what that is. The resurrection of Jesus, I want you to hear this. Listen, we, hang on, we can come to church and we can, we can pretend like, man, we are top notch. Look at my smile. Isn't it good? We can look good on the outside, but we can be dying on the inside. And we need to be a church that says, hey, 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 I'm dying. I need the resurrection power of Jesus in my life. But you will never get the resurrection power of Jesus in your life until you can admit, I'm dying. Or this area is dying. And I believe God wants to do something in our midst. That we, that we put our, our facade down and we begin living in the resurrection power of Jesus. 
The resurrection of Jesus wants to give us life in our minds. Man, I could, anybody want some life in your mind, want some resurrection? The world has stolen stuff and calloused your heart. He wants to give us life and resurrection in our souls, to awaken our spirits again, to hear his voice, to be led of him, to be guided by him. So that when we wake in the morning, we say, good morning, Lord. And he begins to speak to us, and we sense what he's saying. He wants to give us resurrection power in our bodies, our physical bodies. That his death, burial, and resurrection purchase for us life and healing in our physical bodies, strength in our physical bodies. He wants to give us life, which is the exact opposite of what's, what the devil wants to give you. Jesus said the devil is the one who wants to come only to steal, kill, and destroy. Let's see. Jesus, resurrection, power, mind, soul, and body, living a life that's actually worth living, or Satan, steal, kill, and destroy. I think I'll choose the resurrection. But how do we live there? And here's the reality of how, what the enemy does. And there's a reason sometimes people say, well, don't talk about the enemy. Give glory to God. Listen, Jesus talked about the enemy. We have to be prepared. You have to know who's after you. He, ro he roams out like a roaring lion, seeking to whom he may devour. So we need to know it so we can say, hey, shut your mouth and leave me alone. Here's the understanding here. You have to understand this. If the enemy can't take your life, he will take your mind. If he can't take your life, he will take your emotions. He will, he will feed you negative emotions. So before you know it, you hate everything and everybody and everyone, including yourself. If he can't take your life, he'll, he'll steal your view of, of what God created to be pure. He'll steal your view of sex. He'll rob it from you. That which God was given us as a gift, you, it will be distorted in your mind, and he will steal that from you. He'll try to kill your marriage. He'll try to steal your children. He'll try to destroy your, your dreams. He will try to reroute you and rob you of what God has for you, which is life everlasting in your mind, soul, and body through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So how do you know? This is a bit of a test. How do you know if you're experiencing some type of death? Some of you are here, you're like, actually, Jason, I'm good. Well, praise God. That's wonderful. There will come a time where you will experience some type of death. I think um, death does have symptoms. And so a couple of symptoms, which I found this week of, of people who are experiencing death internally, is this. The first one is this, exhaustion. Another word for this is weariness. You say things like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm just tired. But here, here's, the, here's the deal. If you were just tired, then with enough rest, you could recover. But when you are exhausted, when you are weary, it doesn't matter how much you rest, how many cruises you go on, how many vacations you try to go on, how much time you have to yourself, how much time you, I just, I just need to veg. No matter how much time you binge watch on Netflix, you're never feel rested. You still feel exhausted. Doesn't matter what you do. You try to change things on the outside because you think this used to work, and now you're doing the same thing, and guess what? It's not working. Nothing's changing on the inside. And on the inside, you maybe you would describe it like this. There's just, a, there's just an emptiness inside of me. There's just a, a void. 
There's just something that, that, that's missing. This is a symptom that something's dying or something is dead. And then after you walk through the exhaustion and the weariness, then there is one of the final stages, which is enslavement. This is the place that after you've, you've tried to rest, after you've you tried to recover, after you've tried to, to understand what you're going through, what your relationship's going through, no matter what you're dealing with, this is the place where you say, there's no way out. This is my lot in life, and this is the way it is. You feel trapped. You feel hopeless. You feel, here's a word for you, you feel stuck. You don't have an answer. You don't have a solution. And so it's over. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Your mind is made up. The die has been cast. The penny has dropped. And no one can, can convince you. No one can convince you at all that there's hope. Someone would try to, no, there is hope. No, you can't get through this. No, no, it's over. It could be a mistake of the past that, that, that just marks you. It's a scarlet letter on you. And you just think, nope, not, nothing, no, it's over. I, my dream's over. God can't use me. Nobody can use me. It's all over. So the purpose of this series is to tell you it is not over. Can we say that together? It is not over. What the resurrection of Jesus tells us is that when we think it's over, guess what? It is not over. When we think something is dead, it's in, it's in the box. We know that God's plan was for it to live. The door is locked and we don't have the key and how to unlock it. The world doesn't have the key. We need to remember that Jesus, remember in that, in that verse it says that Jesus, out of Revelation, Jesus holds the keys to death. He holds the keys to things that are dying in your life. And according to the resurrection, he can take a death experience and he can turn it into life again. He can take an experience of brokenness and hurting and you think my life is over and he can give you life again. I'm going to read to you a, a quick story when Jesus encountered someone and he brought him back to life. But I just want you to read to you the beginning of this story out of John chapter 11. And this is Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And we, we actually won't get into him raising him from the dead, but I just want you to see the beginning. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. And this Mary, whose, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus. Lord, so apparently Jesus... And this family were close. They were good friends. And they knew that Jesus had power. They said, the Lord, the one who you love is sick. And when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. But hang on. Lazarus did die. He died. I mean, he died. So much so, much so that when they saw Jesus, they said, Lazarus stinketh. That's what the King James says. I like that word better. Stinketh. He stinks. He's, he's dead. So what's going on here? Jesus says, no, it's for the glory. It's for God's glory. 
so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So I want you to hear this. He loved them so much that when he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. This doesn't make any sense. Lazarus is sick. Lazarus is on his deathbed. And so, so the writer says Jesus loved them so much that he stayed where he was two more days. This doesn't make any sense. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. Here's the other side. When, when you're Jesus, when you have the resurrection power of Jesus, he doesn't call death death. He calls it other things like falling asleep, going through a struggle. You'll come out of it. You're not dead yet. It's not over. But I'm going, but I'm going there to wake him up. And then his disciples who are totally clueless. His disciples reply, Lord, well, if he sleeps, then he will get better. So maybe we should just let him sleep. They think he has a cold or something. I don't know. Jesus had been speaking of his death. But his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, all right, guys, since you are totally not like with me, Lazarus is dead, all right? And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there. Now, I want you to hear this. So that you may believe. Everyone say believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Which is a bit of a bummer. Like they think they're all going to go there and die. But again, Thomas didn't get it. And on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. It's very important for four days. And I'll explain in just a moment. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. He was dead. He's been dead for four days. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. So she had belief in Jesus. But after death, it was over. If, if, if only I understand this about you, Jesus, that if you would have been here before death, then he would still be alive. But now that you're after death, it's over. But remember, Jesus doesn't see death the way we see it. Remember, Jesus possessed the resurrection power to undo the ultimate. It's over. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. So there's a, there's a glimmer of hope here. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she's speaking about something later when everyone's going to be, everyone's going to be resurrected. So that's what, she, that's what she was thinking. Jesus said to her, I am, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes, everyone say believes, in me will live. Even though they die, and whoever lives by believing, say believing, in me will never die. Do you, again, what's it say? Believe this. This is interesting. Jesus is, he, he said this was for the glory of God, so to the disciples you will believe. And he's talking to, to Martha. He said, listen, this is about believing, and whoever believes, and whoever believes. He uses this word four or five times. Why? Because he is concerned that they first believe. So what's really interesting as well is that, that this, 
what, what I, I found this week, which I actually didn't know this, was that when, uh, in the Jewish culture, when someone died, they believed that their spirit would actually hover over them for three days. And then after the three days, it would leave. So if you notice, Jesus is there on the fourth day. In other words, there's no chance. It's over. The penny's dropped. He's dead. And he goes on to raise Lazarus from the dead. And he calls him out of the darkness of the tomb. And his life comes back into him. But here, here's the first key of this series, as, as we've already talked about it. This, the first key is not, is not to, to figure out how you're going to fix what's going on in your life, the areas of death that are in your life. It's not the first key. Is you need to understand it. You need to analyze it. The first key to the resurrection power of Jesus Christ breathing life in areas that you think are over is to first, you need to believe again. You have to believe again. Jesus' whole concern is about them believing again. And as we move down this series, listen, I believe God's going to do some amazing things. But he, he will not and cannot do amazing things until we make the commitment to believe again. To say, God, death is staring me in the face. I've lost this. This has happened in my life. This, and it's over. I'm over. Everything's over. Said, no, but do you believe me? Believe again. There are things in your life, things in our life, things in my life, things in our family, things here, here in our church at Faith Bible Chapel that have, that have died or, or are dying. But God wants us to believe again for resurrection power to be moving in and through us. Believing isn't about you having the solution. It's about us and you putting your trust in the one who is the solution. It's about you releasing control. It's about allowing God to control you. It's about allowing God to heal you. It's about allowing, allowing God to define who you are, not your mistakes, not your past. It's about allowing God to breathe life and resurrection power into you, the areas that are dead and the areas that are dying, and it's time for you to believe again. And believing puts, puts hope inside of you. Some of you that, that came last week, and I, I pray you came back, you're here, and you're hearing these words that got saved last week. You're, you're like, yeah, I got saved last week, but you went home, and guess what? There are areas that are dying in your life. You see the enemy working in your life. You are saved. You're going to heaven. But the reality is this resurrection power wants to move in every single day of your life. It wants to renew your mind. It wants to renew your, 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 your reactions to people and to things. Resurrection power wants to renew how you see people, how you interact with people. The resurrection power wants to, wants to make itself known in your marriage and in your family. To reunite relationships with children. And parents and grandparents, that which you said, it's over, it's dying, and you have accepted, it's dead. But God said, I, I, I didn't want that to die. And the question for us, are we willing to believe again? Are we willing to believe again that the Spirit of God can, can be released in our midst when we come here and worship in such a powerful way that it impacts people, it changes them? Are we satisfied with the status quo of, oh. 
Do you want to believe that the resurrection power of Jesus, that the same that raised Christ from the dead, lives in you and wants to become more evident in our midst? No matter what you're facing, you need to hear this today. It's not over. And believing again is, is, let me clarify, it's not about the ways that things used to be. You see, when, when, when Jesus resurrects something that died a long time ago, he, he doesn't take that, that, that old thing and polish it up to where it was right before it dies. He doesn't do that. He does something totally brand new and resurrects something that you thought that wasn't even possible. We're believing for the way it was before it died. We're believing for our hearts maybe to be restored before they were hurt, before we were betrayed by a spouse, before something happened. In a, we, that's what we want. God, just heal my broken heart. And God says, listen, son, I'm going to give you a brand new heart. Listen, daughter, I, I'm, I'm giving you a new heart. You, you don't have to walk around with, with a crack in your heart with, with, some, with some putty to, to seal it. I'm not going to seal your heart. I'm going to give you a brand new one. This is what the resurrection power of Jesus. And we could go on and on and on and on with all types of illustrations of what that may look like. You might think, God, okay, I believe it for you to restore my marriage back to where it was. Well, here's the deal. It's the problem of where it was is what's got you to where you are. So what do we need in all of our marriages? Lord, do something brand new. Give us a new love for one another. Give us a new marriage between my, hu- my wife or my husband. Help us to, to, to draw close together and be resurrected. Let us see the evident resurrection power in our lives. And maybe the, the world has, has, the enemy has sought out to destroy your, your purity, your mind, how you think, how you process, how you, how you see sexuality. Listen, and you say, Lord, just bring me back to maybe where I was before God says this. I want to give you a brand new mind. I want to remove the, the filth of the world from your mind. I want to give you my heart, my desire, my, my morality. I want to give it to you. I want to give you a new mind. It's the resurrection power. It knows no bounds. It does not know it's over. It's never been told it's over. No one's ever pushed Jesus' nose in the dirt and said it's over. He's the conqueror of it's over. Or maybe sometimes we don't want to believe again because we don't want to get hurt again. Last time we believed, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it, and I was hurt. And maybe we're just trying to protect ourselves from disappointment. Maybe it's our way of self-preservation. Listen, I'm telling you, God wants you to believe again. Those areas are not dead. They are awaiting resurrection. If you will believe. I believe God's asking all of us to believe again in some areas. To give God a chance. So what we're going to do for the next three weeks. We're going to give God a chance to allow his spirit to move in us. Let's, let's allow God to do something great. Let's give him the areas of, of our deaths in our life. Believe that you can rise again because of Jesus. Begin, be, believe that you can live again because of Jesus.
Believe that he's the one that actually holds the key to your death experience. It's not over. Whatever your grave is, let's make a commitment to believe that Jesus has the power to bring us up from the grave. We hope that this message has spoken something personal to you. If you would like more information about our church family or service times, please call us at 303-424-2121 or visit us at our website, www.fbci.org. Faith Bible Chapel currently meets in our Family Worship Center, located on the corner of 62nd Avenue and Ward Road.